I'm shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports, so we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. Hello, Almost Sports Enthusiasts. It's a Wednesday Almost Sports Talk program. You know, Wednesdays, those are the tough ones. That's the, that's the tough one, man. But hey, at least the air conditioning works and my chair is fine. I mean, it doesn't work. We have the door popped <laughs> open and a fan that we found in promotions. Can, but <laughs> it's almost a studio yeah. for almost sports. I can just never just be happy, right? I can never just not find things to the bitch and complain about. Things I know, that, and we were just talking the about studio how... studio is basically put back together. They got the phones working, yeah. the phone screeners working. Everything is is good, right? Everything is the fine. The boss Nothing came is ruined, to tell us good job. Yeah. We're, we're not fired yet. Like, love, sh- should be the, should be rejoicing. But in fact, no, uh, it's too warm in here, and I don't like this chair. Okay, the chair is too low. Uh, there, that'll be the end of my complaints. Positivity, Jason, coming in the rest of the day. Hi, I'm Jason Dick. That's my dude, CJ Morgan. What's up, my dude? Another exciting sports day. Um, Aaron Judge, man, that's that's just my first thought that because again, a, we come on, man. we were both Is listening. That what we're gonna do, yeah. We're, this exciting okay. sports day, Aaron Judge in baseball. Here's the thing: that's though. how we're gonna start this thing. I am a big baseball fan. My Atlanta Braves are the big. world champions. Uh, I, I the Braves could, won the World Series. Did you? Spoiler alert! The oh, last one. I didn't mean to tell you. They beat your Astros, dude. My Astros, your were, Astros in the World Series? were in the World Series. I'll be damned against the Braves. I will be damned. But this is this is the exact time of year. The end of September is when I start to get excited about baseball. I start to actually watch it on TV. I start to yeah. check stats and scores. And this year, there's something extra fun to. A whole side note to the amazing playoffs looming yeah. uh, is is this home run race that we're having right now. Right, well, right. I say race; it's it's, it's a race. race against a race against history. A, correct, CJ. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I guess this is we're nearing the time where I start to care about baseball. I did. Your, your Astros are. Uh, I went to a baseball game on Saturday, CJ. I was at Wrigley Field. Okay? Oh, you, you texted me. I saw and, the Cubs and, and Rockies play uh-huh. a baseball game. I saw seven and a, six and a half innings of action. We got there in the middle of the th- middle of the third. Is that six and a half innings? You texted me and said you knew like one of the guys' names, uh, correct? I, I, you know what? I blame the Cubs and Rockies. This is not me, okay? Jason Dick, always prepared sports talk radio host. I know baseball things. I know baseball players. And yeah. I looked up at the lineup, and both teams, I was like, I know one guy. Out of the 18 players who started a baseball game on a Saturday at Wrigley Field, Ian Happ was the only, and I barely know Ian Happ things. All right, but I, yeah. I was familiar with that name. The rest of the guys, I was like, "Who are these jackets?" It, it's difficult with baseball, which is I, I don't get the show that follows us. Uh, the bullpen, we know uh, uh, Patrick and uh, Brandon. Yeah, uh, Patrick's a, a, a Boston fan. Brandon, Seattle. And you would think, oh, you can name what whoever's a, on the Mariners and Red Sox. But what they, a marriage of jackass fan bases. Sorry, Patrick. I, and uh, opposite coast, man. <laughs> but they can name people on the Minnesota Twins and every. And I'm like, how do you have this yeah. capacity in your brain to remember names of baseball players? Now I'm just wondering, do they just fight every day about that Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl? The uh, we're not going to hand it off to Marshawn Lynch, Malcolm Butler interception at the goal line Super Bowl. I assume that's no, what they should, do every we should. day. They, we should. They should. They, well, they should. Patrick You've now Brandon. planted the seed. Yeah, do that. Uh, but uh, look, I was at Wrigley Field for 
I was there for Wrigley Dogs, Bud Lights, and to eat ice cream out of a batting helmet. That's why I went to the game. But anything uh, out of the helmet. The, mm. Yeah, uh, Aaron Judge uh, going for the the record. I mean, I don't think he's going for the record because he can't get to seventy three, and so he will not break the record. He could, but I mean, statistically, it's it's he would have to have a home run a game. Uh, to finish it out. Anything is possible. And, yeah, CJ. and again, Yankees... Anything is possible. Yankees are fighting for playoff positioning. Uh, they are, every series they have until the end of this year is against bad teams, so it's... The stars are aligned. Um, sure. Uh, but it's not going to happen. I think it would it be very, very notable, if not record-setting, if he gets to 62 because that, you know, Roger Maris uh, hit 61 and he did so without performance-enhancing drugs uh, as uh, Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, all of those dudes. Uh, they, they did all of that stuff. Uh, but what, So hang on. What number is he on now? Did he hit 60? He's at 60. He's, He's hit 60 si- home runs. 60. I mean... That's Last we did a show, he we talked about how he just hit fifty eight and fifty nine. I am ashamed day, as a the sports media professional that I'm like I didn't know that I didn't know that the dude uh, did. Did I put that on my on my blocked list? I've blocked all baseball things from Google Alerts. It's the opposite of a Google Alert. I just have if it's a yeah. baseball thing, I'm like, do not tell me, do not allow me to see this. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna do it then, right? He's definitely gonna pass Roger Maris. That's a big deal. I think that's going to happen. That's yeah, a huge and deal. and Roger Maris being a Yankee, yeah. being you know someone who uh, fans weren't excited that they he broke the record as you heard it on the show before this. I was just going to say, and, and, and now Jason and CJ rip off another sports talk program's content. Uh, the the Greeny show strong lead in. Thank you, Greeny. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, I heard you say the other day that I have almost as many vacation days as Greeny. Okay, hey, you're not far spo- less. You're not supposed to listen. I have more sick days. You're okay? not. You're not supposed to listen whenever, uh, whenever Nick and I are filling. In I was just. Our, I was informed that you picked a baseball game during our a football pick segment, and I was like, I got to hear this. This is. This cannot be. The, this cannot be correct. Uh, they, I, what was the question? What is the most iconic? Number statistic in sports. Yeah, I have the correct answer, but do you have a, an opinion on this? As well as five one two eight three four one zero two seven. If you want to get in here, what is the most iconic number statistic record in sports? CJ, uh, Brett Favre three hundred five interceptions. <laughs> what? Wait, really? <laughs> I'm just bagging on Brett Favre. We we started that last week as well. <laughs> is he the all time leader in interceptions? Is that? I think so. Probably, yeah, yeah. right? It's like him or Vinny Testaverde or somebody. It has to be somebody who played for a million years, uh, I would imagine. Uh, uh, we could go Lance Armstrong, seven consecutive Tour de France no, victories. That can't be. Uh, can't I, be I uh, you know, I'm probably leaning towards NBL, NBA. I think uh, oh. Bill Russell, 11 championships. Oh. Oh. Uh, the late great. Okay. 11 NBA okay. championships, good, even though back then. Good answer. Yeah. Eight in a row? Was it an eight, Pete? That he did there, uh, Bill Russell. I know that he won a whole bunch in a row. Uh, I feel like baseball would have always been the number. That's like such a that is the numbers game, but they ruined it. Steroids ruined it. Like the Correct, base, the, yeah. seventy-three. The numbers are certainly not seventy-three home runs. I don't even know what the uh, all-time home run uh, number is now. I mean, it's Barry Bonds, right? Barry Bonds is the all-time home run king, past Hank Aaron. Perhaps. You're, you're my baseball guy, Let's, CJ. I can Google it. Come on. But uh, no, steroids, you you busted it up. Uh, football, 
there was that time Tom Brady threw 50 touchdown passes in one season, but then like two years later, Peyton Manning had 55. I believe that's that the record. Fun. Yeah. Eventually somebody, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, somebody's going to have 60. That's going to happen. So it's not that. The answer, I will accept no notes. March 2nd, 1962, Will Chamberlain scores 100 points in a basketball game. Yeah, yeah. Averaged 50. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. season he averaged 50 yep, a game. Yep. And uh, it's is, funny that you that's said... That's insane, because uh, Kobe got close, right? Kobe had 90 in one? No, Kobe never got 90. Yes. He had 82. Okay, okay. Kobe had 82. I rounded, I rounded up a I little believe, bit. I uh, believe, take that Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose of the Raptors at the time, he scored uh, 82 on, maybe. I'm and you're, you're correct about Barry Bonds. On top Se- of my head on all these things. is the record. Uh, yeah, it's funny that you said Bill Russell, because Bill Russell pretty famously owned Wilt Chamberlain. He won all the titles, and he's like, yeah, 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 go ahead, score all your points. Get all your rebounds. Lead the league in assists one year, Wilt, uh, because that's not what it's about. It's about winning rings. The man's wearing rings on his toe. And and Bill, that's what a champion is. Bill Russell, uh, yeah, he he was the best at that. But just it's such a. Uh, there's the iconic picture of him holding up the 100. Uh, it's, it's a good round number. Like if he would have scored 99 points is just as impressive as 100. Uh, 102, I suppose, would be more impressive. But because he landed on exactly 100, that is the it's most magic. Yeah. iconic number record figure in sports. Right? I, right? I can I could say sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like us getting into NBA. Wasn't also he over uh, in the corner? What uh he had another number. Twenty thousand. He claimed to have slept with twenty thousand women, Will Chamberlain That's did. That's pretty impressive. Well, somebody did the math on it and it was like three point two a day since he was fifteen years old or something, which I mean, look, you involve, involve yourself in the polyamorous swinger community, then I don't, maybe it's possible. But yeah, three, three you, point one a day since you were a child seems like a it, it's, it seems like a tall task. I don't think that that happened. But if you once a month just have a uh, knockout a hundred a night once a month, it's really going to add to the numbers. Hundred a night, and, and how seems, does you know what constitutes like, actual score? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We can we can probably discuss that off air i'm yeah, assuming yeah that's, there's that's laws fine. and rules about uh but that's a good one if you want to get at us uh 512-834-1027 or at almost espn radio on twitter what is the most iconic number in sports what did i i only heard greeny and them talk about it for a few seconds did they land on an answer uh they kept if they didn't land on march 2nd 1962 didn't have to look it up by the way cj for some reason i know, I know that for some reason i know <laughs> they uh they they kept coming back to to sixty one, sixty one home as, runs as being the one that most people off the top of their head can think of. And I mean, yeah. when you think of the most famous sports players in the history of the United States, I mean, when it comes to baseball, it's probably Babe Ruth. Well, see, that's the other thing too is that, that Babe Ruth hit sixty, right? Yeah, he, his number was sixty, and I feel like people. Oftentimes, is it an American League, National League record sort of thing? People always would cite Babe Ruth 60, and I'm like, that's not the number. Who cares? Roger Maris hit 61, but Roger Maris, was not, he wasn't even the best player on his team. He was playing alongside Mickey, Mickey Mantle. Mantle. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, because he was a, he's obviously not a nobody, a relative not as famous as Barry, as uh, Babe Ruth, I feel like people uh, didn't didn't care for that number as much. But I don't know, 60, it's, you, you messed everything up with the steroids for me. If you ask me, that's a little bit. Yeah, it was a bizarre year, and it or it was a bizarre well, couple of years. Yeah, it was like <laughs> decade, uh, and then it never happened again. And before this but, is, uh, but also these dudes were these dudes were batting against. 
the steroid era Kurt Schilling sure. Look, pitchers. As much as I say that, that I don't know you, you, you have sullied, yeah, you're going to get sued. That guy. Knock on wood. That guy, he'll, he'll come after you, man. I think he's out of money. What's our, what's our he, Texas alum? He might come at Roger Clemens. Yeah, Clemens definitely. Did you have, just ask me used. what is our Texas? I don't know why I always forget the his Rocket. name. Come yeah. on, man. I, I don't know why, but I do. Yeah. You know, I once beat, beat the Rockets kid in softball. Congrats. <laughs> do we do we want a softball story right in the, the front, first segment of the day? Okay, if you insist. Uh, yeah, once upon a time, my softball team, the Ligers, uh, this is like over a decade ago. It was before Roger Clemens had been like busted and shamed into uh, – was he ever shamed into secrecy? Did he ever go away for... He he was on the big noon kickoff show when they were in town for Texas, Alabama. I was like, Roger Clemens, people are just back, He's back. back, back in the saddle with that guy. Uh, we were playing a team, and they had super fancy uniforms. Like everybody, and I was like, jerseys and the, the whole... And look, and I'm, you're wearing your t-shirts yeah, that were we printed 10 years ago. We, don't, we, don't, we, we have no uniformity whatsoever, okay? I can barely get 10 guys to show up. You think I'm going to get them all to dress the same? No way. Uh, but yeah, they had really nice uniforms. And I was like, "What's going on with this team?" Because they kind of, they kind of stunk. They weren't very good, and we were beating them, beating up on them pretty good. And then I look across the diamond; it's Roger F. Clemens coaching third base, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And uh, yeah, after the game, we be- beat them, shook hands, and I, I went up to the, I was like, "Hey, coach, I'm also the coach. Nice to meet you." And we took a terrible, blurry photo together, 2006 cell phone flip phone camera photo together. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was just like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, you know, one of the kids is playing softball. I was like, one of your kids, I thought they were, they played for the Longhorns. They're pro baseball players, right? One of your kids is out here losing to my softball team? Yeah, were they like 10-year-olds? No, they were, they were 20-something jackasses playing softball just like I was at at the time. Interesting. Yeah. So take that, Roger Clemens. Jason, one, rocket, zero. Boom. Forever. That's the number. That's the iconic record. Yeah. Should have he Roger Clemens bought those kids all jerseys. Should have bought them some of the cream in the clear. Am I right? Yep. Yep. All right. How did I get to that point? Oh, right. Uh, I look. I've call. I will call these guys cheaters. I guess, and I say that you've sullied the record book. I don't think that. I don't fault Barry Bonds for doing what he did. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa for doing what they did because it was just commonplace in the in the league. Then. Yeah, like everybody, everybody was doing. Barry Bonds is on the record saying he was looking at other guys who he was clearly a better baseball player than. But Barry Bonds won several MVPs before he started taking steroids. But he's like everybody loves this McGuire guy because he's jacking home runs. I'm gonna jack some home runs. Uh, he could have been less of a jerk about it. Barry Bonds, not the nicest guy, right? Uh, but I don't fault him for what he did. But if you're asking me, is that the record? I'm going to say no. If if Aaron Judge hits 62 home runs, which it appears he is going to do, I'm going to say that's the greatest single season of home run hitting that we've ever seen. And seen. Boom. There, starting we off with it. baseball on a Wednesday. I didn't, I didn't expect it, but we, we, we did it. We'll get to Longhorn football in just a moment. It's Jason CJ, Almost Sports, back after this. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. It's Jason Dick, CJ Morgan, and you. Whenever you want to get in here, 512-834-1027 or on Twitter at Almost ESPN Radio. Our guy, uh, Florida man Kyle, yesterday uh, threatened me. Uh, he threatened to call in and propose some sort of new bit or feature idea. And I was like, look, you call. I will put you on the air. I don't care who you are. We have a phone that works yeah, after I, much toil. I got a fun scheme to perhaps bribe the people into calling the radio station. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about that later. Uh, plenty to come on the program today. We got uh, Wednesday means hot take rodeo. 
I'm not ready yet, CJ. I, I don't know. Deep breaths. Maybe it was the starting with a baseball segment, but I was like, I don't know. I don't have the I don't have the the fire in me just yet. Uh, James Harden says he knows how to cook one thing and hasn't done it in five or six years. Tom Brady is mad. Mad at everybody. Uh, mad at the NFL for suspending his wide receiver, Mike Evans. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, to, I, oh, I don't know. After we just did an entire segment on baseball, I was thinking, can we do an entire soccer segment? No, probably not. <sighs> we, we will effort to do so. Uh, but I will be fired if I don't quickly jump into a Longhorns topic. Just uh, three, when the three days away from Longhorns playing their first road game of the year. You brought this up yesterday. Is a little concerning. No road games in the non-conference. Uh, first road trip of the year. You got to go to Lubbock. It's the. It's I'm not. I'm not nuts about Lubbock. I don't think Texas Tech is good, but it's always kind of a, a tricky but scary. They hate place Texas to play. more than anyone else. They've knocked off yeah. many a good Texas team at Jones Stadium, most famously being the Michael Crabtree catch, Ugh. even though they were a good team then and oh then got God. annihilated by Blake Oklahoma. Gideon, catch the ball, man. They, they, catch the ball. They hate Texas, and um, Texas fans talking a lot of crap, and I don't, I don't think they have quite the memory that I do of, again, many mediocre Texas Tech teams with a quarterback, Graham Harrell, Cliff King, Kingsbury, whatever, yeah. that can sling the ball, beating a... Knocking Texas out of a Big 12 championship, out of a big bowl game. Like, there's been many a sad loss uh, to Tech. And and I just, I grew up in Amarillo. They drink our recycled urine water down there. Like, (laughs) Lubbock, I hate it. And their fans are brutal and angry. It is mean. a for for you know a lot of the these Longhorn players have not you know played a lot and, and this will be their first time in a hostile uh, road environment just to kind of throwing them right in the deep end there in Lubbock. Uh, I didn't think about this really, uh, but it is probably at least for a while the last time that the Longhorns will visit Lubbock, Texas. Cause Potentially, we're yeah. Exiting the Big Twelve, uh, certainly we're gonna ho- hopefully. Are we gonna keep any of the rivalries going? There's a big story today. We'll talk about OU and Oklahoma State are talking about Stillwater, my number two place. I hate to play really the most as Texas. Yeah, because they're, uh, they're they're the Tech fans of Oklahoma. Do we owe it to Baylor to keep playing TCU? No, I don't know that we're taking OU with us and we'll start playing A and M again as well. I don't know that we're gonna kick keep any of those rivalries alive. But you don't have any sort of a sentimental feeling about going to Lubbock for the last time, CJ? No, like I said, they've beat too many. Texas teams that should not have lost to Tech. How far? I'm not familiar with that part of the world, <laughs> the state of Texas. How far is Lubbock from Amarillo? You, you're. It's about an hour and a half. Oh, um, which is okay. close in Panhandle terms. <laughs> right. Probably is that where six the, seven hours from here. The Lubbock kids. You, you and many have told me about how you you Texas State kids, Southwest Texas State. Would uh, you know? Would party until midnight, and then the bars in San Marcos would close, and then you'd hightail it, drunk drive up I thirty five, no, and party no. on Sixth Street. That's no, that's uh, Thursday nights would be Sixth Street night if you were in San Marcos. But most nights, when it, when the bar closed at midnight, you you would go to house parties. Oh, there was a, okay. a healthy house party culture okay. and apartment parties. Yeah, uh, in San Marcos for a long Senseless time. Senseless aside, uh, a friend said to me yesterday that Thursday. You know what it is? Because the, the Spurs are playing uh, two games in Austin, uh, Thursday night and a Saturday afternoon. And he said, two good nights for going out. And I said, is Thursday a good night for going out? And then I realized, I'm 40. They're all bad. True. <laughs> They're true, all bad nights for going out.
traditionally in Austin, Thursday is like pre-Friday. Thursday's a good night for going yeah, out? Yeah, Thursday's going you out night. kids these days, I tell I you what. Uh, what was my point? Oh, did the Lubbock kids ever say, hey, let's go up to the big city and party in Amarillo? No. They're Hit up the big Texan, eat that 72-ounce steak, and then they're, they're, hit the honky-tonks? Lubbock and Amarillo are, are comparable in size. I think Lubbock's oh. smaller, but it's it's not like... Everything you, you could get in Amarillo you have in Lubbock? Well, except for, for a long time, alcohol. You had to drive outside mm. the city limits of Lubbock to, to purchase mm. beverages. Okay, okay. Yeah, I will have no sentimental feelings about never playing in Lubbock again. All right? Good. Uh, but that, they're, they're going to bring it. I mean, that is a... They do not like Texas at all. Who will be the Longhorns quarterback when they play at Texas Tech on Saturday? I mean, it's Hudson Card, right? It has to be. Uh, uh, and now Almost Sports reports on Steve Sarkeesian's Monday press conference on a Wednesday. Uh, Coach Steve said uh, that all quarterbacks practice this Monday. Called it a great sign. Uh, quote, last Monday, they didn't all practice, end quote. Uh, he's playing it real close to the vest here, Steve is. Uh, with, with and I guess you don't want to tip off Texas Tech on which quarterback to prepare for, but uh, Malik Murphy, freshman, uh, the, you know, big recruit, and was for a while thought to be the the quarterback of the future. And then Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning happened, and now we're like, you can play wide receiver, man. What's going What's going on there? Uh, he had a good practice after last week. Uh, Sark said that he was not healthy. Hudson Card practiced despite having a bad ankle. And Quinn Ewers, he says all quarterbacks were there for practice. What's going on with Quinn Ewers? What's happening with injuries now? Yeah, I thought, he shouldn't he be sitting in the ice hot tub? In the Jerry back? says of Dak Prescott, when it was six to eight weeks with a broken thumb, had surgery, he's like, well, he might be back in less than four weeks. We're not putting him on the IR. And I, I, I was told by medical professionals in the know that Quinn Ewers, the, his best, his earliest time for return would be October eighth, Oklahoma. That would be close. That would be that would be pushing it. And now there is talk that he might be ready for Saturday. I mean, he's out there practicing. I, he was. I was really surprised. He was suited up in the game versus UTSA on Saturday. I'm like, why? What is the? He, he couldn't play in the game, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's that's the weird thing. Usually they're they're on the sideline in their polo if they're going to be out there at all. Not uh, right. Not actually suited up. Right. I mean, is this a weird tactic to throw the other team off? I, I don't know. You I would, mean, how much difference does it really make in your preparation, though? If you're Texas Tech, readying yourself for Hudson Card or Quinn Ewers. I mean, he uh, uh, Sark said at halftime of the Alabama game, he was asked what adjustments were you going to have to make now that Hudson Card's the man. He's like, none. He, he's going to run our stuff. And I guess they're are they running the ball more now because uh, Ewers is not in there? I don't know. I think they were going to run a lot versus UT San Antonio no matter who the, the quarterback was. Uh, but apparently he practiced. He said all quarterbacks practice. You know, not even mentioned in this story. Thanks, KXAN. Charles Wright, the third-string quarterback. I'll admit it. Bad fan. Our guy. Bad fan, bad sports talk host, CJ because <laughs> he mentions Quinn, he mentions Hudson Card, he mentions Malik Murphy, and I was like, we can't get a mention for... And I was like, hang on, what's the name of the third-string kid? Guy from Austin High? What? I had to Google it. I had to Google oh, Long, no. Longhorn third-string quarterback. It's Charles Wright. Yes. Charles Wright, and upon Googling it, you know what I found out, CJ? It's one of my guys, fellow redhead, all right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I thought you knew that. I did not know that. Okay. Uh, I, I think it was... Uh, Wait, what's up with the redheads of the world becoming backup quarterbacks? Cooper Rush was the guy 
who uh, I think I said was the, the the Cowboys cut him specifically because they are anti gingers uh, in, the, in the Cowboys organization. Now he's back and has saved the day for you, Cowboys. How do you feel about that? Uh, who's the uh, who's the greatest redheaded athlete of all time? Is it Andy Dalton? Surely not. As far right? as the NFL, I guess. <laughs> that's a stupid topic. That's, for another day. That's stupid. But, uh, yeah, it, hopefully we don't have to see Charles Wright because that means uh, Hudson Card. Also, uh, yeah, would be healthy enough to play. He, I mean, he was sort of hobbling around in that UTSA game the same way he was versus Alabama. Uh, but I'm going to give him a tough kid credibility because he was, uh, he was out there for the entire game. I mean, look, is Quinn, you, is he technically practicing? Is he out there doing drills, working on his footwork? Sure, but it's not a real thing, right? There's no way that he's going to play before Oklahoma. I don't think so. Right? And isn't this right. the kind of situation where you want traditionally, if you're hurt, don't you? You're not out there doing. You get rest and relaxation. You're not supposed to be practicing, but maybe just because he's so new, and maybe because of the mm. type of injury means he can't throw the ball. But sure, right. he can, can still, still get, go through go through the motions, the motions. Get, get looks at different defenses, kind of be on the field to know what the offense is going to line up like. So maybe it's just a a, a learning exercise, but I yeah. would think if I've man, if I'm if I'm sick, I'm playing sick, I'm staying right. at home. Right. I'm in bed. Yeah. When I call in sick, I'm not going through the I'm not, I'm not auditioning the takes in my head, CJ. I'm full on sick. All yeah. Right. Yeah, even if I'm just kind of or sick. day drinking somewhere, you guys don't know what I do. You guys don't know what's going on. I mean, it's it's none of their business. <laughs> uh, Sark did give you the full coach speak. Are you injured or are you hurt? You remember? I remember Coach Gonzalez saying that to me in seventh grade football, CD Folks Middle School. Uh, he says, if you're injured, then yeah, you can't play. If you're hurt, you can still play. Yeah, CJ uh, said, "quote When you're injured, you're out. If you have pain." We learn the value of perseverance and working through it. Nobody is 100% at this point of the season, end quote. Are you talking about Quinn? What are you telling? Stop, stop being so coy, Steve. Just tell me. Just tell me what's going on here, man. Legally, you have to. Legally, you have to? I mean, no, but I, that would be nice. They, I think actually HIPAA, something like that, legally <laughs> yeah. can't tell you. I don't know. I don't know the rules. Uh, okay. It's it's still a thing. The eyes of Texas controversy has been reignited on the forty acres. CJ, you told me you don't really have much of a take on the eyes of Texas situation. No, no, right? I have zero social justice bandwidth uh, after a, a uh, long time. I know nothing about the song. I didn't look it up. I didn't have any hot takes or thoughts or internet fights. I just I let this one just pass me by. I will catch you up on what's going on with the uh, the eyes of Texas. The latest on that. Uh, a perfect way to fill up a segment on a Wednesday almost sports show. It's Jason CJ back after this. Hold on. Now back to almost sports with Jason and CJ on one zero two seven ESPN. CJ Morgan top ten list coming up uh, before noon. Can we tease them with something? What are we doing today, CJ? Man, I just completely blanked. Top uh, 10 something. Top 10. Top 10 something. Something. <laughs> I feel like I texted it to you. I should Coming probably. Up in just a it's, it's one of those something days. Something about bottoms. Oh, yes. My bottom 10. Okay. My bottom 10. Uh, every week, uh, ESPN releases their bottom 10 college football teams. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I love that. I've got, a, I've got a few of those and a few of my own to go okay. over. Okay. It's a top 10, bottom 10 coming up in just a moment. But first. The sports radio topic that just keeps on giving and giving and giving. I don't want to be gived, all right? I've had, an, I've had enough of this. 
CJ, when I used to do that other show with Ed and Beto all the time, this is it's like collar catnip. Okay, the eyes of Texas. Is it a racist song? Okay. Might, might have been something about the particular leanings of that radio station's audience. They're that, trying to change our history. That this one doesn't share. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it was 2020. Uh, well, it had to have been 2020, it right? It was right in the middle of all the the civil strife that was happening right. in our country. Right. I mean, uh, the middle of COVID, all, all that. So that's why I just kind of let this one fly by. I'm like, I'm not getting involved it, with this. And it, yeah, it started with several of the players who said that they didn't want to sing The Eyes of Texas, that that song, our alma mater, is racist. Uh, and they were joined by uh, a handful of fans, uh, plenty of people. Uh, in the band, in too, the, right? In the, the band, uh, the Longhorn Band, said, I don't want to play this song anymore. I don't want to play this racist song. The university spent lots of money and did an extensive uh, investigation about the origins of the eyes of Texas, and they will tell you, uh, is it a racist song? No. Did it have somewhat unacceptable racist origins? Yeah, probably so, but not so bad that we're going to stop playing it. That was me paraphrasing the, uh, the university. The million-dollar study. <laughs> official report. Uh, but, yeah, basically it started 100-and-something years ago. Menstrual shows. It was performed by UT students wearing blackface. Not great, man. Okay, so that's not the... Great. That's the- the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, and well, and honestly, first of all, um, I don't love the eyes of Texas. If they would have voted it out, if they would have said, hey, we're not going to do this anymore, I have no sentimental attachment to it. But I know there's a lot of Longhorn fans who do. A lot of Longhorns. Isn't it just a ripoff of I've been working well, on the railroad? That's why, for the most part, I'm like, that's the best we could do is yeah. we just took I've been working on the railroad and changed a couple of the lyrics and didn't even really change them so very good. Uh, that's why if they did away with it, I mean, if somebody comes up with a better new alma mater, I'm all for that. But I know there are a lot of people who do have a sentimental attachment to that song that they will they will hang out during a 41-20 Roadrunner beat. I guess that wasn't that. It was exciting in the second half. They'll hang to the end of the game because they want to sing the school song. As I did. Uh, good good Longhorn fanning. I, well, there, it's because I took Emily, our, our or, or si- perhaps, daughter, stepdaughter yeah, CJ at the and Emily. Racist? No, uh, no, no. Uh, I guess it 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 was was the worst after the uh, Texas OU game. Spencer Rattler four overtimes. Texas loses that game, and at Lord at least according to some photos and, and video, um, Sam Ellinger was the only Texas player out there with his horns up singing the eyes of Texas. Everybody oh, else man, was like, I'm, a, I'm I'm out on this. That's thing. not a good look. You're the quarterback. Right, right. I'm, uh, I'm out on this. That thing. was also my high school's um, song. Same thing. They just changed the lyrics to yeah. make it about Tascosa. But we must have been double racist because we were the rebels. Oh. And until like yeah, the 80s, gotta stop. the mascot was still like a Johnny Gray, like rebel dude. I think you can still be the rebels, uh, but uh, you can't do the, like Ole Miss, they just had to change their mascot logo, all of that stuff, right? They're still the rebels. Yeah, but I think, I think they, Hayes yeah. is still the Rebels. I think there's, be, uh, there's Midland Lee Rebels. There's Tyler Rebels. Right. I'm going to tell you what. Like the I'm a people, Rebel, Dottie. People, a loner. People say a lot about uh, history and tradition, but what, what they don't know is a lot of this crap was coming out in the 50s and 60s to put right. people in their place. There weren't there uh, weren't Confederate statues built after yeah. the war to commemorate a, a revolution. They were... They were hucksters coming town mm-hmm. to town mm-hmm. all over the South in the 50s and 60s saying, hey, this guy grew up here. Would you like a statue of him? <laughs> 
that's that's pretty much how it worked. I mean, it's an oversimplification, but now I'm just true. worried. I think I did my Pee Wee Herman reference backwards. I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. That's the way that. Oh, uh, tease correction. for our correction bit that's <laughs> oh, going to yeah. come up later in the yeah, show, yeah, by the way, yeah. which involves you, yeah, the listener. Now, I would tell you that uh, a lot of this outrage about the eyes of Texas was just that people were mad at Tom Herman. Okay, people were mad at Tom Herman for losing football games that he wasn't supposed to lose. Sure. And if, if you win, if you win games, all of these sort of problems go away. And Sark was hired, and he said, "That's our school song. We're going to sing it." And I haven't really heard anything else since then. They also. You know, the university, they renamed the field Campbell Williams Field after two black Longhorn players who won the Heisman Trophy, Earl Campbell, Ricky Williams. Uh, They give us this new statue, Julius Whittier, the first uh, black Longhorn football player, has a statue there uh, near the north entrance. Uh, And the band specifically, they said, hey, Longhorn band members, if you don't want to play the school song, I guess that's the alma mater. Uh, if you don't want to play the alma mater, uh, we're going to start a separate band for you where you're going to still play. It's going to be a marching band. You guys are going to play high-profile events, but you will not be forced to play the alma mater. How about that? Everybody cool with that? Uh, s- some uh, out there were calling it the woke band for a little while. Unnecessary. We don't need that. Uh, but that that was the whole plan was that they were going to create a separate Banned for you to play if you don't want to play the Eyes of Texas at football games. Uh, the uh, news now is that that separate band that was supposed to launch fall 2022. That's what we're in right now, right, CJ? It's fall yeah. 2022. I ain't so good with calendars and such. Uh, <laughs> that, that band w- is going to have to wait until they hire a new director for the Butler School of Music. Uh, the new university band is on hold until they hire a new director, which they ho- hope to have in place by next fall, so it will be next year, this time 2023, that you can get your We're Not Going to Play the School Song okay. sideband situation. And if Texas is doing well by then, you're going to forget about it, right? Is that how, well, that's how sports works? I don't know. I, uh, again, I feel like a lot of this was... Oh, don't say the wrong thing, Jason. You don't want to do that, right? Look, it, it was a lot of the being alive in that moment, okay, in the summer of 2020 when social Correct. justice was at the forefront. And are, were there a lot of band uh, members who were like, I'm standing down, I don't want to play the song, and just doing it for the Instagram likes? Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. It's not for me to say. I don't even really like weighing in on whether or not the song is racist. There's some lines in there. The eyes of Texas are upon you. You cannot get away. Is that you talking to slaves? Are you telling, hey, you can't? Uh, yeah, I, I don't feel great about that. Sure. But, but like I said, I know lots of people. My guy, Ed Clements, was defending it forever, saying that I like I like to put my well, horns up and sing the eyes of Texas, and it I, I have never had any sort of racist intention behind it. And so is it possible for the song to, to change, to take on a new meaning? Time. Sure, I yeah. think probably. Now, is it... If if it is triggering, if it is a uh, you know un, uncomfortable for the African American players and students and band members, it's not really for me to weigh in on. I'm, I'm not sure there, uh, but I I did think that this sort of, sort of thing was going away, and here we find that it it is back. To, I would just say, what are you doing, UT? All right, just start the damn band, okay? What do you mean you need a director of the, the Butler School of Music? You got you got a horn teacher in there somewhere? No, they're helping so, people so, forget so, it. Somebody get up there and just conduct this new band. The, 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 and you know, eventually people will say, you know what? I want to be in the real band. I want to march at the football games, and and if I have to play that song, I'll play the song. I think that's what would happen. Uh, but the fact that they haven't done it yet, I'm like. 
Come on, man. Come on. Get it together. What are we doing here? All yeah. right, there you go, CJ. There's your backstory. Okay, and on now the racist I know. eyes of Texas. What's your take, buddy? Uh, cancel culture is too woke for us, and the libs are trying to take our songs oh. and guns. Oh, how's that? Okay, how's that? see, I've I've learned how to become that's a, good. A real, put that one in hot take rodeo. Okay, I like that. Yeah, the libs are coming after our songs and guns. They're gonna try to abort your grandma. <laughs> I know. I I'm, I'm literally learning. I'm learning how to become a famous <laughs> news political commentator, and you yeah. just gotta you just gotta make people angry. That's exactly it, and that's it. Everything that I just did there, where I said I'm not really the one to decide. That's terrible radio. That's terrible sports punditry. Okay, you have to you have to pound your fist and take one and say it is racist, or you pound your fist and be like, settle down, snowflakes. Yes, right. and then I'm supposed to pound my fist and say, oh, no, right. you're racist, right. and then we fight, and right. then right. start a hashtag. Okay. Oh, crap, remember, speaking of Hot Take Rodeo, I assigned you, oh, if no. we're going to do a hot take properly, you got to Stephen A. Smith it, and remember, you got to have an enemy to go after every week. Have you found your enemy yet? We'll come to that later. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna brainstorm on that one. I mean, I'm not sure I understood the assignment, but yeah, we can uh, we can get to that if you want uh, to get in here. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. Is the eyes of Texas racist? Uh, do we need to start a second band for the people who don't want to play that song? What would you say to the people who say, uh, "Hey, man, you the, the that that's part of the job of being in the Longhorn Marching Band is, is you gotta, to be a racist. You got to play this song. <laughs> you don't have to be a racist, but like, look, man, you did nothing about being the first chair clarinet player. Do clarinets march? I don't know enough bands. I, everyone does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't get to control the playlist. Okay, <laughs> that that was set before you got here, and if you don't want to play that song, you don't get to be in the band. What say you? Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. One other uh, Longhorn note, not sports related. The tower is getting a renovation. CJ, the UT Tower. Uh, Jay Hartzell gave the annual State of the University of Texas address Tuesday afternoon. But that's a fun one. Wait, they're renovating uh, the tower. Says that yeah, the, they're just trying to change everything. <laughs> the UT Tower is getting an upgrade for the first time in its eighty-five year history. Can you imagine how dated the bathrooms must look? Those old 1937 countertops in there? Get out of here. Uh, Jay Hartzell says, quote, The tower endures as a beacon for truth seekers, academic excellence, and achievement on the very spot where our first learning community gathered. Soon, the tower will shine even brighter. End quote. All right. Uh, as a Longhorn alum, I'm going to tell you, uh, who cares? Who cares about that? If, if not for that dude going up there and shooting all the people. Whitman, yeah. They would have knocked it down and made it into condos a million years ago. All right? There's no classes in there, right? I, I've never been in there. I've never been in the UT Tower. I, I went to school there for yeah, four years. It's just kind of a tourist thing. Look, and, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, what upgrades are necessary? Can you light it orange for every Longhorn football victory and softball national championship? That's what we need. If you can still do that, quit. Don't, don't, be, don't write me a letter. Texas X is saying Asking you need for some money. You need money for me when you're just going to do it to renovate the UT Tower. It's the, if the orange lights still work, then it's good enough, right? Your alum money is going to making sure some fine young men 
are protecting our quarterbacks on the offensive line <laughs> and paying for their hotel and meal and top golf. That's what my I wasn't, goes to. I wasn't here for that. You guys did that, right? That oh, we, yeah. We yeah, spent, yeah. how much was it? 200 yeah. and something thousand I mean, on, on six, Arch Manning's recruiting visit? 600,000 for the year on and four commitments so far but yeah they i think that's fine took them to top golf they had fun they they went to Man, sark's them, house them, them youths i tell you seasons. what they got quite an appetite i felt i just saw it was like it was a, and another twenty thousand on a lunch buffet twenty thousand on a dinner buffet twenty thousand on a hotel buffet at 1 a.m i'm like you're setting up a 1 a.m buffet for these kids yeah Look, they can't all be offensive linemen. Some of these guys got to be got to be trim, got to be lean when they come in here. You can't be buffeting at one a.m. God, just imagine the costs if these dudes were over twenty-one. Just how oh. if it was like me and you that were being recruited somewhere, right? Right. And our ilk, the I bet you foods that. foods usually a fourth of the cost of any time going out. If I would to imagine alcohol, plenty of the recruits have been shown a good alcoholic beverage time in Austin, Texas, despite not being of I age, don't, CJ. No, yeah. I don't think we would that, never, is, right? that is illegal. No, Look, we would not. We are fine with racist songs, but underage drinking, not here, man. We don't not do it. Not here. Uh, CJ's top 10, bo- bottom 10 list. Bottom 10. Coming up football. in just a moment. Almost Sports back after this. Hold on. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. CJ, we live in one of the most food-rich countries in the world. Why am I hungry? Why am I so hungry right now? Timing of this show has messed up my whole routine. You know, same here. Happy to be here, though. Man. I should be asleep be right here. now. <laughs> honestly, it's eleven fifty. Yeah, Is dude, that... that's sleepy time. Ah, uh, the life of the afternoon guy. He's C.J. Morgan. I'm Jason Dick. You are welcome to join the conversation anytime. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven on Twitter at Almost ESPN Radio. Uh, still to come: Ted Lasso, Herm Edwards, Hot Take Rodeo. All on the way, but uh, every day here we bring you a new C.J. Morgan top ten list. Today, though, uh, you're, you're, you're Bizarro top ten, curveball. What, what's the deal? Bottom ten, the bottom ten. I like it. College football teams. Uh, ESPN does a ranking every uh, week of their bottom ten. It's actually kind of fun to follow this because if I'm going to be excited about my alma mater, usually I have to click on this ranking. Right. Uh, so here and we it's, go. It's not necessarily, if I, I hope I'm not stepping on you, it's not the 10 worst teams in college football, but just they have done something terrible that gives them top, excuse me, bottom 10 credibility. Correct. Seem correct. Correct. All right. All right. So here we go. Uh, starting with number 10, Nebraska just fired Ugh. their coach. <laughs> up 7-0 on Oklahoma when I turned it on, excited to say, oh, man, what if they beat OU? What if Nebraska just totally at home yeah, right. upset the Sooners? Yeah, right, man. Uh, that quickly turned around uh, very, very fast and, and did, did, did not end up as, uh, as we hoped. I should know this, uh, but as uh, is becoming increasingly clear to everyone every day, I'm not well prepped. Uh, who's coaching the team? Who is, is, is just an assistant under, uh, from the Scott Frost? Is, yeah, they, they moved an assistant up, and then he promptly after this fired uh, the defensive coordinator <laughs> and moved someone else up, and it's... Nebraska, man. Nice. Legacy program. 
Uh, I saw for a second. Now I'm trying to find it for you. Uh, there was a photo of Tom Osborne and Barry Switzer that was making the rounds this week. Are you familiar? Have you seen them? Uh, I have not. Legendary uh, Nebraska coach and legendary OU, OU coach slash Cowboys rivals coach. Uh, yeah, Barry Switzer looking just as good as the day he slid that Cowboys Super Bowl ring onto his finger. Tom Osborne, I'm like, is that the Crypt Keeper? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're one year apart in age. And yeah, aged very differently. I don't know if the water is better in Norman, Oklahoma, than it is in Nebraska, but something is going on there. Look up that photo; it's a it's a fun look. Uh, number nine, my top ten, bottom ten college football teams: Arizona State, who we'll talk about a little later, uh, hiring Herm Edwards, whose team won the Super Bowl. Even mm-hmm. um, no, I'm thinking. Um, I don't think he did. He didn't win the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, right? But they should have. Could have. Herm Edwards never no. coached the. Oh my God. That's. Are you thinking of Tony Dungy? No. I'm thinking of uh, Peyton Manning. No. Mm. Peyton Manning. Point being, he got fired. Herm Edwards has not won the Super Bowl and he didn't win enough games at Arizona State, right? One and two uh, was apparently possibly fired on the field. Uh, there's video of that and we'll talk about that on later. The field. Uh, number eight, UConn. Losing fifty nine to nothing against Michigan, that's a score of a one double A team playing Michigan. UConn is you, basically. Are, are they? I mean, it's a I guess it's a school. legendary basketball school, but fifty nine to zero, putting up a goose Michigan's egg. It's good too, man. Yeah, that hurts the zero part. Like you just don't. Michigan didn't let up on the on the gas at any point that you were able to sneak a touchdown in there. At, even in garbage gonna, time at I'm the end? I'm going to say, that's rude on your part, Michigan. Even that's, when the Longhorns are beating up on people, at least we let them get, get, a, get a score in there, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. We gave Louisiana Monroe a late touchdown. We're good in that way. I guess so. When was the last nice. time Texas shut somebody out? I'm trying to think. It's been a while. Research, uh, get on fact, that. Fact checkers, we, we need you. 49 to nothing, 2001. 2000. No, just the year 2000, Texas Tulane. In New Orleans, I was at that game at the Superdome uh, just hours after getting out of that New Orleans jail. That's two days in a row. I've referenced my <laughs> time in jail in New Orleans. Incarceration in, in New Orleans. They uh, they shut out the green wave that day, 49 to nothing. Was Tul- that the last Tulane, time? Tulane uh, landing on our rankings of one of our top uh, party schools. Really? Uh, back in the day when we did that. Yeah, of course. It's in New Orleans. Uh, number seven, the Buffalo Bulls. They're in the MAC East Division. Six teams, five mm. of which are one and two. Bulls sitting at 0-3. No. Uh, number six, UTEP. Why the University of Texas El Paso? I forgot. I did not. Uh, the miners? I did not, I did not write my note as to why they, uh, why they made this. They're just in your bottom ten? Uh, number five, Hawaii, 0-3. Oh, no. Hawaii, what the hell? You are the fun, relaxing, exciting place to play. <sighs> Universities get a... Jump on a plane and sit on the beach and and drink pina coladas. You should have an advantage. You yeah. should have a distinct home field advantage. And instead, you've lost your first game to the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers by fifty <laughs> points. Hawaii, you should lure people into a false sense of comfort. I know it seems that way. That yeah, Hawaii should have a natural home field advantage. Didn't they say that about like the Las Vegas Raider, Raiders? Because teams are going to come in, the the players can't help party. themselves. Yeah. and yeah, then they're gonna they're not going to be a hundred percent the next day. 
Uh, here's the thing. All of the great things about Hawaii that is going to distract the incoming team, it distracts the the Hawaiian, what are they called, the Rainbow Warriors? Every day, man. Every day. Okay? I guess so. Hawaii, I love it. I love Hawaii. It's and, great. And, yeah, I'm always just like, dude, people are, are paying a hundred and something dollars to go on an excursion. Don't do that, man. Just go go outside and look around. It's beautiful everywhere, man. And how can you how can you focus on practice? How can you do the Oklahoma drill when you just look at those like look at them look at the beautiful green mountain? Look at the thing. I want to go swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't practice. You can't play football. You can't be hard nosed. You can't have edge in Hawaii. Okay. I'm sorry, Hawaii. I understand that now. Yeah. Uh, number four. Speaking of taking off the edge, Colorado State. Oh. Number three. Oh. Really taken off the edge. Colorado, another legacy program. Because oh, of weed. Formerly of the Big like, 12, and now just constant cellar dwelling in the weak Pac-12, Pac-10, yeah. whatever it is. Colorado, what the hell? You used to what be is one going of those, on with Colorado? I don't know. Uh, they're high. They're 0-3 right now. Ugh. Who is the coach that's probably soon going to be fired of Colorado? Uh, Herm Edwards. Anybody? Okay. Okay. Uh, Jason, stop up. asking rhetorical questions you don't know the answer to, just proving that we are ill-informed. Stop doing that. It's almost sports, yeah. uh, not uh, sports. Okay. Uh, this is constantly one of the worst teams on the list. Uh-oh. Uh, New Mexico State, your other Aggies, 0-4, the first team of the year to reach the 0-4 milestone. 0-4. Mm. They they played an extra week before everyone else just uh, Oh, right. Just a, That's the problem with that week zero game is that, yeah, you're now going to be the first uh, four-loss team of the year. Yep. You don't want that. And my bottom ten number one team, because they keep ruining my bets. Oh, no. They keep making me look like a oh, jerk. Oh, no. They keep making me get yelled at by my fellow former students on the internet, accusing me of being a bobhorn. Uh, Texas State Bobcats, you want me Bob to be – You want me to come – throw my money at that stadium and spend it in San Marcos. Uh-huh. Win a game. <laughs> Have they not won a game? They won a game, oh. but when I bet against the spread. Oh, so right, right, to me, right. it counts as a loss. They're 0-3, actually 1-2. and uh, So there you go, Texas State. You uh, kind of sort of held it against Baylor for a minute. Mm, Almost. Did, did they? It was 7-14 to 14 at one point. <laughs> okay. And what did it end? Uh, 40, it was, it 40 was zero something to, to seven. zero at one point, I imagine. 7 to nothing also likely in there somewhere. Uh, I want to play. I want a Texas-Texas State matchup. All right? I want to do that. Let's do that. Sure. Texas State wins some Longhorns, games. Longhorns, Texas a, State. Win the I mean, look, we, we played. You mentioned Utah. UTEP was on your list for reasons indeterminate. Yeah, um, I completely forgot. Longhorns have played UTEP before. I completely right? Let's forgot. Let's play Texas State. Sure. I want to play Texas State. I want to go down to that little uh, stadium you guys got. Stadium's pretty nice. They've, they've actually built out a bowl many, area. How many Longhorn fans will be in the house for that, for uh, that game? When the train comes by, everyone gets loud and goes crazy. <laughs> There's a train. When the train comes, yeah. There's a, the, the the railroad tracks are right behind the stadium, and that's an, an attraction. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still. I haven't been uh, to a Texas game in a couple of years. Texas been to State game, Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, through it, but I, never. I went to I, Shreve, I don't think I stopped Shreveport for gambling reasons one time, and I'm I'm in the the cab to the casino, and I just hear a commercial on the radio for a restaurant, and it says. We have a great patio overlooking planes landing at the airport. And I was like, is that an attraction? To just smell <laughs> is fumes? That, is that and- like, come to downtown Shreveport and watch the planes land? 
But if you guys are cheering for a, a train driving by, you know what? You guys do you. It gets no, loud. No Eat them up, cats, Almost I guess. Sports, Jason, CJ, back in a moment. That's no. what Ayahuasca did for me. No. How, was, how did I do that? How did I do that? Jesus. <laughs> 